Don't you understand? It doesn't have to be like this. You have to help. It's gotten out of control. It's too big. It is time to launch a new war against the evil of lies, deceit, and darkness and go all out to win the victory of truth and transparency and light. Sure. Go ahead. Believe everything you see on television, everything you read in the newspaper. Go ahead. Get your history out of the Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, that's right. Oswald killed Kennedy. Yeah, sure he did. Man, you are living in Disneyland. Live from Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Hey, Merry Christmas, Kala Kristulina, and uh, Happy Hanukkah. Hope you're all feeling the warm glow of the holiday season. I'm feeling the warm glow, but that's because I'm in Los Angeles tonight, uh, getting ready uh, tomorrow morning to head out in, into the Los Angeles area, San Diego, finally on up to Palo Alto with my uh, um, a TV partner, Jay Murray, from Film One, as we uh, embark on Season 3. I shouldn't say embark. We've been working on Season 3 of the television program for quite some time. There will be an official announcement soon. I guarantee it as to when you're finally going to be able to see uh, season three. But we're uh, we've got some exciting episodes for you uh, tomorrow. Uh, I'll be interviewing a gentleman who's written a new book about the murder of Marilyn Monroe, and then I'm heading on down to Thousand Oaks to interview G. Edward Griffin about Agenda 21 and the Bilderbergs, and also Dr. Roger Lear uh, about alien implants. Uh, before heading down to San Diego, where I'll um, hook up with. Jim Morrison's brother-in-law, the late Jim Morrison's brother-in-law, Alan Graham, and we'll, uh, we'll produce an episode, or we are producing an episode on whether Jim may have faked his own death, uh, and a whole lot more coming your way on Season 3 of The Conspiracy Show. Wait for an announcement on this show and on the website, theconspiracyshow.com. Uh, next week, quick note, uh, I'll be still in Los Angeles, so Victor Vigiani from Zeland News Network sitting in the air chair with an exciting holiday edition of The Conspiracy Show. Uh, he's got some interesting things on tap, including an interview with Nigel Kerner, from Oxford, England, who suspects that the star of Bethlehem may have, in fact, been a UFO. So I hope you'll stay tuned for that next week on The Conspiracy Show. In the meantime, right now, we're going to learn about an incendiary new film, revolutionary film. Huffington Post called it. Oliver Stone is raving about it. It's the directorial debut for this uh, filmmaker, Patria Patrick. The film is called The American Empire, an act of collective madness. It's an indictment of um, the, uh, the the American Empire, the the economic system, the Federal Reserve, the foreign policy, um, she calls it um, America uh, a clandestine dictatorship. Patria Patrick is based in Los Angeles. She studied filmmaking at California State University Northridge. She made the the short film Street 16 in 2005 and worked as a film editor with credits including James Dean Forever Young, The Dead Undead, and again. American Empire, her feature debut as a uh, director, Patria Patrick. Well, I am doing great, Richard, and uh, nice to hear from you. Uh, Same here. On your show. Thank you, and thanks for joining me. Thanks for taking the time. Five years it took you uh, to to make uh, American Empire a collective collective act of madness. You you traveled the country five years. Tell me about that journey. Well, it was um, pretty exciting because, you know, we uh, wanted to put this film together and uh it's a big subject matter and i think the hardest thing was to figure where to start and so getting some key uh interviews was uh really the basis of the travel so going around and and meeting great people like edward uh, g griffin and Tarek alley uh von donna shiva john perkins um, 
So, you know, David Corton and these people do have so much to say. And really, as uh, we started to look and you know, just put the pieces of the puzzle together, I, I really, I, I knew that was the intent of the film. That that was the thing before I even started on the journey is that I, I, I am a filmmaker and I had not seen that some of the other filmmakers, these great filmmakers with actual access to uh, funding, hadn't made a film like this and I thought well I'm just going to do it I'll just go ahead and I put my best foot forward and got my team together and went out on that journey and uh, still I you know I'm so um, surprised that no one has really connected the dots with a film and that I'm the one to do it so I will push the film as much as I can just because there is no other film out there that's doing this and it's so incredibly important that we understand how it all connects and that um you know it it, it isn't a mystery but it it seems like a mystery right now and it 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 isn't a like it's some secretive type thing but it is all very private and so you know we're not privy as people to a lot of this information, and so it's so refreshing to put it into a film where people can just walk away and feel like they understand it in in some simple form, and then they can go on and do more research to to the areas they're interested in or that um, they feel they need some more information on. So it's pretty fantastic that. Yes, somebody else did the work for you in a lot of ways, but I still do want people to come in and participate. And um, I, I think they'll be invited to do that. I think they'll be interested in that. There are so many interesting things that have transpired and that the film talks about. That it's just it's fascinating information. Yeah, um, let's delve into well, some of those. You mentioned John Perkins, who's uh, I've had him on, on on my radio program a few times. Uh, uh, an economic uh, confessions of an economic hitman. This is a you know a, a real whistleblower uh, who worked, I believe, for the IMF and the World, um, uh, perhaps the World Bank. But but, but and Ed Griffin, of course, uh, who we all uh, know from his seminal work. Um, the creature from Jekyll Island, world without cancer. Uh, but let's connect some of those dots. I mean, for those, let's imagine that there may be someone listening tonight who is uh, living the the life of ignorant bliss and gets a good sleep uh, at night. And uh, I think, as Woody Allen said, their values are sort of God and carpeting. So, what uh, what would you tell that person is going on in America right now? Well, our whole economy since the, the making, the founding of the Federal Reserve, has turned into a debt-based society. So our, the way that our, our interest rates are set up, the way that the inflation is set up, puts us into um, a debt-based society. Also, and it's not just, you know, it's like the people who have the money are uh, loaning it out, and the people who are making the money are loaning it out to these big institutions that are doing, you know, worldwide projects, the World Bank and and the IMF, and it's not like you and I are able to go and get some huge loan for billions of dollars like this. So it keeps a very uh, certain group in power, and this becomes very dangerous. Our country started in an effort 
to get away from this empire and um, having, you know, a certain class rule. And now we've become an empire, and we are back in that same situation again, Richard. And so this is devastating to to not know it. So for people that don't, you know, we walk around and we think, oh, well, I, I can go buy food at the market and I have a job and, you know, I can, my kids are in school and things are kind of okay, pretty okay. But we're just moments from having that could be taken away from us. And it's also, we're just at this point where people are making, um, you know, us, it, because it's a debt-based society, they're making sort of money off off us. And it's all... Uh, it's very difficult now for people. Their houses are being foreclosed upon, and uh, prices and food are rising. Who's controlling that? And I don't think people are knowing to ask these questions, what the right questions are. And I think once you know what the right question is, then you can start looking for the answers. You see the answers everywhere. You mentioned the Federal Reserve, and uh, it's a complex issue when you're talking about monetary policy and, and who, who, who prints the money and so forth, and how, what is money, the very nature of money. It's a, it's a fundamental issue. Unfortunately, it's not one of those campaign issues that's given to, uh, you know, 15-second sound bites. And so we have someone out there like a Ron Paul who's been uh, out on the hustings for, I, I believe this was his third presidential uh, campaign, uh, seems to get an incredible uh, grassroots support, gets uh, you know set records for, for funding, and yet is continuously uh, ignored, ridiculed by the mainstream, uh, the corporate media. Uh, in, in one instance, I believe, uh, he, you know, he placed second, I think, in Nevada in the primary and wasn't even mentioned uh, in any of the newscasts. They skipped over second place and talked about first and third and so forth. What is that? What is what is going on in the with the the democratic process in the United States? Well, it's really become a, a situation where we really don't have any say because the bottom line is that the corporations are calling the shots. So we think we have democracy here, but the scariest thing is that the only products you actually have available are products that they have in their box stores. Now, that's not what our country's ideals were built upon, um, actually, when we were a republic. It, you know, there were so many different people uh, making goods and services, and you mentioned money. What is real money? Well, money, you know, we don't eat money. At the end of the day, it's money is good for what resources and what services it can bring us. Actually, real wealth are the resources of our country, and those have been slowly taken away and we the people don't really have anything to do with the resource it's all in hands of people that are you know in little in big rooms making big decisions that affect our lives and once we realize this we as people can do something about it and we as people need to because time is short richard and this is the thing is that we do have to get this film out there so people can get this information it's just it's critical and um, if time is this short and you know we need to grasp and connect these dots in a very uh, short moment here so we can move forward and make some kind of grasp at getting our country back to where uh, we aren't a debt-based society and that we um, 
actually are growing food here in our country, which is a whole big subject in itself. And this keeps us as, you know, what John Perkins talks about, the economic slaves and all. We, uh, you know, if we're not doing things in our country that is making it a strong, independent country like it once was, then we are, you know, we're not sustainable anymore. And now that, that puts us in the most dangerous situation we've ever been in in this country. And, uh, you know, we, I, I don't hear anybody addressing this. The mainstream media, what you mentioned, no one's talking about these issues except a few small, smart groups that, um, People maybe you've interviewed. I just, I just, in fact, uh, recently interviewed Mickey Huff, the director of Project Censored, and we talked, we ran down sort of some of, you know, the annual list of most censored stories of 2012, and, uh, one of them, of course, was the, um, uh, the emerging U.S. police state, and, uh, uh how the, the, this one, uh, you know, left me gobsmacked. I mean, I, I, I've, 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 I've sort of known that it was out there, but, but when I read the actual article, it just really uh, hit home. That the, the fact that the FBI is responsible for most of the terrorist plots inside the United States, all of these things pointing to me, uh, point to, uh, as far as I'm concerned, is that it's a war. Uh, it's not a war on terror. It's a war against us. We are the enemy. You and I and the middle class and the lower class. And this is what is totally terrifying. And it's coming in ways, Richard, that we don't even think. Okay, so... We think, oh, well, gee, we're, you know, nobody's shooting bombs over here, so I guess we're safe. But, no, if we don't have our food growing here, and we don't, you know, if you fly over the United States, it does look like we are growing a lot of stuff. But it's all a monoculture system, which is devastating to our country. It is, the dirt is dead dirt. We are we are setting ourselves up with this monoculture system to be controlled and uh, fed what they want to feed you, and this is not healthy food. The food is is because there's nothing in the soil. The soil is dead soil, dead dirt. That um, you you aren't getting the nutrition you need, the micro. Um, organisms and the nutrients that need to be in the food and need to be in the soil that's for so, it to work. That's so true, Patria. I'm just about. We're just going to take a time out here. I just wanted to point out, you know, if you, that really hits home when you go to a place like Europe. I was in Greece last year and and, and had it bought a tomato at a roadside stand. You bite into a tomato and for the first time you taste what a tomato is supposed to taste like. That tells you all you need to know about what's going on here uh, in terms of uh, agriculture, not only in the United States but here in Canada. Patria, uh, Patrick is with us. Her first, uh, her, friend, her directorial debut, her latest, sorry, a director producer, her latest film is American Empire, an act of collective madness. Back with more of our conversation when the conspiracy show continues after this. Providing the evidence and letting you draw your own conclusions. This is the conspiracy show with Richard Serrett. The United States today occupies a unique position in the history of the world. It is the only empire that exists. This is the first time in recorded history that it has ever happened that there is only one country, one empire. It's sadly ironic that this nation has become such an empire.
we in the United States don't realize that our corporations have created this very subtle, very clandestine empire. The American empire is really in many ways killing the planet. The definition of empire didn't change. The definition of American did. In only 200 years, we've lost our freedom, and we've gone from a nation on the way to the most fantastic ideals to a country leading the world in deceit. Who owns this country? Rich and the very rich. The Federal Reserve System is not a government agency at all. What is it? It's a cartel. It's obviously a corrupt system. I think the crisis coming is going to make the 1930s look like a picnic. We keep going where we're going. Uh, it really is off a cliff. It's off a cliff environmentally, it's off a cliff socially, it's off a cliff as far as poverty and wealth, and definitely off a cliff as far as any real democratic control. Power is concentrating, we are undermining our ecological systems, you might even call it ecocide that we're committing. In whose interest is it that we eat the way that we are? Who's profiting from this and why? We're making changes where we have completely no idea of the consequences. We are living in a chemical-controlled country. There is a merger between commercial interests and political interests. The merger of state and corporate powers. Too big to fail, and the rest of us are too small to say. It reflects an act of collective madness. No rational person assumes that we can continue on this course. We have a government that right now can shut down the Internet. That's dictatorship. The empire is unveiling itself. If one group of people has control over society, we call it dictatorship. Because of the Patriot Act, police would come into your house, and they don't need the order of the judge. It's a dictatorship over the earth. We're back with Patria Patrick. The film is American Empire, an act of collective madness. Uh, how can people see this film? Well, we are just having our um, debut in Los Angeles, This uh, actually starting tomorrow, and it'll play for a week here, and then we go to New York and play for a week, and we... Um, I just are getting a couple bites right now. I've got a few meetings today on some distribution deals, so we we are still open to that. We haven't really signed anything yet, but it, we want to get it out on in Netflix and to the uh, biggest audience that we can. So we are screening it at the Limley in Los Angeles, and pretty exciting because you know this film is dealing with some of the things we just talked about. I mean, you don't you don't have to look like you're controlling. A society if you do it in a smart way but we used to have all of our food and, and food you know isn't, isn't the main topic at some but it is one thing you you have to have food for your family you have to have water these things are necessities of life and we have to have shelter and what has transpired over the last ever since the beginning of the Federal Reserve and the way the monetary system has gone and who gets the loans it's allowed certain entities to control our food, our water, our very land, um, the grid that we live on, the power, the, you know, the electricity, the water, the whole way we, we, you know, we are 
grid slaves, and nobody will talk about that. That is like such a big deal. These people are making so much money off of how we live instead of making some sustainable way that we could live. We're we're on this grid, and, and they benefit. So they've got the system down where they control the food and um, in the way it's grown, and it's dangerous because people don't see it as control. They go to the market and they see, oh, well, I can buy whatever I want, but whatever they want is only what is available, you see. And so we've taken our main growing that we used to have. We used to have millions of farms here, and it's gone down now that it that land is all taken over by a very few, like, like four actually, corporations. And it looks like a lot because they have, like, subsidiary names and things. And but it is just a very small group of people now who own the food supply. And then you, that goes into the danger of, you know, the, the genetically modified food now that is um, being offered. So, you know, and then if you look at the real danger, the people who are actually growing the food now are the people who used to be the chemical con- companies and still are. Dow Chemical, doing, yeah. Yeah, these companies that had age, you know, made their big money with Agent Orange. And so I, you know, I don't want some chemical company owning the food supply of the United States or the world. In fact, I would rather have, a, you know, my, the mothers or, or the, you know, the, the nuns or something own the food supply. Farmers, you know, it should be back to farmers, but certainly not people whose main industry is now biotech and uh, chemicals. So it's very, very scary, and we don't as a people see this. People just eat the food. People just, uh, you know, go and buy the products, and, you know, they, they're happy because they got a new DVD player and a new car and a new cell phone, and mm. they just aren't thinking. And, the you know, our it's like Howard Beale said in Network, just, you know, I know the news is bad. I don't want to hear it. Leave me in my living room with my steel-belted tires. Uh, Patria Patrick is here, the uh, director, producer of uh, American Empire, an act of collective madness, uh, coming to a theater near you, we hope. And um, look look for it, and we'll give you the website as well, so you can check out uh, uh, and find out more about the film. And I've also linked up to um, the uh, the trailer. If you go to richardserrett.com and under uh, tonight's show, just uh, click on on watch trailer and that'll give you a nice taste uh, I mean there's so much here you know you talk about the food you talk about energy you talk about uh, the uh, the Federal Reserve uh, I mean there's enough there's enough here for probably you know a hundred films and, and, and <laughs> how how does one how does one go about uh, deciding when you have such a huge uh, issue you know what what aspects I mean how do you tell this story it's so complex and so huge well you know that is uh, one of the things G. Edward Griffin said like oh God uh, how are you going to do this but that was the journey and the job and the focus of the film and. Uh, when I, you actually look at what connects them, all of these things, what connects the Federal Reserve to our food supply? What connects our, our health system and our education system? How are they connected to, um, to this? And what, how does the military industrial complex fit in? But if you actually pull back the curtain and you just look at who's controlling it all, it makes perfect sense. And it's easy to see. And that's the beauty of this film, and 
it's kind of like I had, was so surprised someone hadn't seen this, these brilliant minds out there and just sort of put it together. Yes, you know, you can complicate it, but it's, um, it's pretty well put together and that is the beauty of this film that it, it was able to do that and we are, um, it, you know, it didn't come easy. It took five years to do, but God bless, uh, we get to have that right now and people are very close to getting, you know, able to see this film and, uh, really start to understand what's going on because, you know, we, we started with this country that was made in an effort to get away from an empire and if we are that now, we are not only in an empire but we are living in an empire that has the potential to devastate not only our country but the world after making this film did you did you come to any conclusions uh, regarding the um, i guess who's ultimately running the show in the United States and I, what I, I guess what i'm asking is did you come away from making this film with the conclusion perhaps that the president of the United States is not the most powerful man in the world I think I knew that before I started the film, but uh, yeah, it's sad to say because we we right now have a statement in the film, and and you're, you, uh, I'd love you to use this quote if you want to, but that we've we've traded our declaration of independence for dependence. Um, uh, you know, actually, let me see how it goes again. We've traded our Declaration of Independence for dependence on corporations, mm. and we've given our Bill of Rights to rights for corporations. And so those CEOs and those people who meet in, in these meetings, and uh, we're not invited to any of these meetings, and what's particularly illegal about what goes on in some of these meetings is that they have members of state and government and foreign officials and foreign leaders and CEOs of big multinational corporations, uh, heads of banks, heads of the Federal Reserve, all meeting together at certain places, and they meet once a year. And this is outrageous, and it's not in the news. People don't know about it, and these are the people who are really making decisions that affect our whole food, our safety, our our health, uh, where our country's going, the decisions of sustainability that affect our very planet that we live on. Patria, we'll take another time. I'll come back, continue to talk about American Empire, an act of collective madness. That subtitle, Collective Madness, suggests, well, maybe we're all culpable. We'll find out when we uh, continue our conversation. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. Where there's smoke, there's The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. American Empire, an act of collective madness. Director, producer, Patria Patrick is uh, with me. That subtitle again, an act of collective madness. Uh, what does that mean? I mean, I, I referred to that off uh, before the break and suggesting, does that, does that mean that we're all somewhat culpable in this? Well, okay, absolutely. We... We, I somewhat think we're the victims, but we're also the enablers. And 
really, uh, David Corton talks about that we're in a suicide economy, that this, the way that the money is being spent and, and the big loans and everything that we, I'm not talking about you making a loan on your house or something like that. I'm talking about the multi, you know, multi-billion dollar, trillion dollar loans that these, um, you know, big entities that we don't know who are, and even the Federal Reserve who's lending out this money will not give the names of who these, uh, you know, people that are getting the money. So it's, you know, and we're, now, generally the Federal Reserve isn't really part of the government, so they're a private banks, so why should they tell us maybe? But we are thinking, everybody thinks that the Federal Reserve is part of the government, so we really need to know this information. And where they're taking us, as as you say, it's an act of collective madness because we have no idea how, you know, we know somewhat how our money is being spent, but, you know, with the military. But it's a crazy path. It's a, it's a path that's taking us down um, this unsustainable road where all of our resources are being used up by people who are making short-time profits and they have short-term goals. And so... The very resources that we need are being used up, and we have no idea about that. And th- that is what David Corton talks about as a suicide economy. You can't be using up more resources than there are going to be in the very near future. I mean, that is not a smart thing. That's that, that's why we say it's an act of collective right. madness. Right. Well, it is that type, that type of economic system, I guess, that ultimately leads to uh, you know, an American empire, the need to, uh, to conquer, to control, um, um, and create client states overseas, which is what we're seeing, uh, right now, uh, and perhaps part of the, the underlying reason for the so-called Arab Spring is, again, the American empire deciding they need regime change in certain countries, so perhaps they orchestrated uh, a part of this this color revolution. Uh, talk to me about the um, the film uh, and, and and what it has to say about American foreign policy. Oh, that, you know that is something that most people have no idea what's going on there. And what we're doing is just going over and taking the resources of other countries to put food on our table. Most of our food is imported from. Chile and Mexico and China and you, you know we don't even know that we just go to the store and we see it's there and we buy it but what price are we morally paying our food is coming off the backs of other people in other countries who've been taken off their land and their small farming system is gone partly because a lot of the you know the big chemical companies came down there and oh well we're going to spray for for drugs, but they just sprayed everything, and they knew they were going to get all the farmland, and now they put those people back that used to work on their farm. Now those people have no farms and have to work for these companies, and it's horrible. And we say, oh, well, it's, you know, now they're making a wage, so they're making some money because they get a dollar a day or two dollars a day, where they used to be able to feed their whole family and have food for all their friends and live a very good life. Now they're taking off their farms to go work for some big corporate company that um, is getting food for us in America. Our coffee, our bananas, our mangoes, our all of our, you know, our beans, all this 
you know, co- commodities. Uh, the f- you know, food down there now is turned into a commodity, and this is wrong. And if we knew this as a people, we would stop buying that food and we'd start insisting our food was grown here, back again in our own country. And that would mean we have to stop making our dirt dead dirt so that we actually could grow food here again. Because we here in America are facing um, what we had in the 1930s when um, the soil was so misused. And our dirt is just blowing away. There is very little topsoil. And the places where the monoculture has come now, the the problem is even worse than, and, and we're doing this in other countries too, so it's, you know, this is happening there. We're ruining the soil with these chemicals. And deplete, so depleted uranium? Well, that's just ruining, yeah, that's ruining everything. You know, you can't grow food where depleted uranium is in that area. You, you know, you can't even really be in that area and not come down with uh, definite definitive um, diseases and problems coming from that. But then to go ahead and grow food and try to use that soil, it's wrong. And our country, you know, we're leading the way in in these uh, unsustainable um, circumstances. And, you know, they just, these people are not looking at what is going to happen when we do this. They're just, as I said earlier, looking for short-term profits. And we as a people have accountability when we buy those products, when we support them. You know, whether We need to know where our products are coming from, who made them, who grew them, and what they mean. You know, another interesting thing, too, we don't even look at it, but if we look at all the clothes we wear, mostly our cotton, and that is the most heavily sprayed crop in all the world. Because and, and we're just destroying other countries with all this chemical spray because they don't need nobody eats the cotton, so they don't have to worry about what you know how much they dump on there. So it's just like killing the people who are working in the fields, killing the fields, killing the soil. Uh, the whole the whole way that these uh, corporations are attacking things are not thinking about the future sustainability health of the people. The, the real economy of our nation's resource, other nations' resources, and we we are culpable. We we've got to. That's why I made this film so we could see how we can stop buying into our own extinction. All right, let's uh, take one more time out, come back, and finish up our conversation with Patria Patrick, filmmaker. The the, uh, the latest film from Patria is An American Empire, an act of collective madness. Here on The Conspiracy Show, my name is Richard Serrett. Stay with us. Corporations, governments, and sometimes entire civilizations, what goes up must come down. And it lands on The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. We're back with Patria Patrick, filmmaker, an American empire, an act of collective madness. If uh, if people want to learn more about the film, if they want to see the trailer, uh, direct us to a website, Patria. Oh, actually, it's American Empire, the documentary, all one word. Then we're also on Facebook, and I'd love everybody to yeah 
come give us some hits on Facebook and give us some hits on our trailer. Uh, amazingly, we got us over a thousand hits on our trailer just uh, in the last two days. So I, I think people are wanting this information. People are hungry for this information. People, um, <clears throat> you know, that has a few people that we screened the film for said this is the most important film they've ever seen and it changed their life. Uh, and really, we we can feel so empowered if we have some information to work with. And that is their strength, Richard, is they keep us uninformed and the media is not saying anything about these critical issues. And the only way I've seen that we've really gotten any information in the last 10 years is through documentaries. And I know that people can't watch every documentary. I can't watch every documentary. That's why I made this one. I figure if you're going to see one film that means something that's going to make a difference, see this one. And then you can go off and see all the other ones, too. But it's it's critical that word gets out there. We have to spread the word, see this film, and um, so we can do something about it. Is it too late to change things at the at the at the ballot box? Because when I look at the U.S. electoral system, uh, I mean, it's it seems to me that it's that it's based upon continuity. That the the owners of the system, the unelected oligarchs, uh, want continuity. So we have you have this illusion of choice. Uh, but whether you get uh, Barack Obama. Um, who's advocating change, or whether you're getting uh, Mitt Romney or a Republican, ultimately you're, you're, you end up getting the same foreign policy. You get the same, essentially the same domestic policy. They, you know, they, they make a big deal about uh, uh, are they going to close the, the tax loopholes, or are they going to, you know, are they going to increase taxes for the rich? It, it amounts to the same thing. So really, there's no fundamental difference between two, the two parties. Is it too late to change things at the ballot box? I feel, yes, sadly to say that it doesn't really matter which way you vote. Uh, I think you have to look now a different way at at thinking out of the box. And definitely Wall Street owns this country and, you know, those entities like that. And, who you know, who's really running Washington is the major financiers. And, you know, it looks all great to go waving the flag around, and believe me, there's no one more patriotic than I am, but I just don't, I feel that we have to go back to community. We have to look back at people that, you know, put together the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and really read those documents and see what our rights are, because we're just giving them away because we're scared. We're, you know, even the Occupy movements, people were scared to come out. And so, you know, we look back at some of the old statements um if you want to remain the slaves of the bankers and, and pay for the cost of your own slavery, let them continue to create the money and cr- control the nation's credit. That quote was uh, said by Joseph Stamp many, many years ago. When they, you know, back in the 1920s, they understood this problem that money can buy votes and money can rule the nation. And if we are free-thinking people, and we think we are free, we ought to be then that. It just, uh, it, I think, you know, running around and thinking we're free is, is ludicrous when we have so much going against us, but yet we still do have the freedom and we still have the choice. And it's our future, our children's future, and our generations to come future. And we have 
this moment in time to correct that. And the, if we don't do it. If we don't do it now. It time is lost. The, the definition of totalitarianism, uh, or, or even f- you know, fascism, really, fascism is is uh, uh, a, a country that is run by and for the corporations. So, is the United States essentially a a fascist totalitarian country? <laughs> I really want to put me on the spot there. I think uh, it's a it's a uh, Monetary, you know, controlled country, and it's the same thing. It's, you know, we, we the people are supposed to be running the country. We pay the taxes for the people. If I am paying someone's salary to go and say my, my side, my viewpoint, you know, that I, I don't want my country in wars, or I, you know, I want better schools, or these things. That's what the person that we hired in our um, district. And then in our uh, bigger bigger seats, even our judicial area, areas, um, for our governors, our senators, on up to the presidents, these people are speaking our voice. They are hired from from our tax money, and they are supposed to do our bidding. And now that's been turned upside down. So what you call it, call it what you may. It is wrong. It is not living. It is not helping us and furthering us as American citizens to be living under the rights of the Constitution and the Bill the Bill of Rights and our Declaration of Independence. Uh, as I say, we're just now controlled by corporate entities. And um, I don't know if you've seen our poster, but it it's an iconic poster. It says it all. We have the Statue of Liberty, and she's holding up the globe now. Instead of the torch of freedom, she's holding up a globe that has corporate logos all over the uh, land masses, all, all over the continents. It's an iconic statement. And this is what we must get back to um, to a community value. And that's the real start that I see, that uh, get people to get on Facebook and, and go to American Empire and hit likes on it and start understanding how they can be empowered. Everybody that we interview in this film are just fantastic. They have uh, tools called books that people still can read. And uh, they they can uh, be so empowered and informed. And these issues are actually amazing. And it, it's great reading. And the saddest thing, Richard, is none of this information are you going to ever have in the schools. They don't teach about the Federal Reserve mm-hmm. in schools. They don't teach about the, the corporations, the secret entities, and what's really going on and we need this curtain pulled back in a big way and right now time is of the essence well you mentioned education you mentioned education Patria, and a number of years ago uh, I interviewed Charlotte Iserbit, uh, who wrote a book called The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America, and she worked at the uh, uh, the Department of Education under Ronald Reagan and became a whistleblower um, and it's 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 fascinating to see what's happened to the US education public education in any event and and um, it's almost, they throw money at it, just enough to keep the patient alive. It's almost like triage. Uh, and the same thing is going on up here in Canada. Uh, I had to pull my children, I, I, I will not put them in public education. I mean, I think it, 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 it could be an important institution, but it's not any longer. And then it just dawned on me that they don't, they don't need to put money into education. They don't want to because you don't have to be educated to stack boxes for Walmart. 
And that's where we're going. But also, that's true, but even people that have higher jobs, like I've spoken to friends of mine that, you know, make 2500 uh, you know, dollars a week, you know, and they got, you know, the point is that we're being trained in our schools. So the more money you make, the more of an economic slave you actually are. Because the one top, the one percent, they're they're not working for their money. They they're just adding, you know, they're, they're fiddling through other other ways. Their money comes a different way. But we are trained here what um, the goals and directions of our country should be, or sustainability, or resources. I mean, sure, we'd learn a little bit about some of this, but not much. We're we're trained to be um, educated to fit into the system the grid system, the working system, the tax-paying system. That's and very true. If we, if we step out of that box or step off that sidewalk, we are put in our place, and people are frightened, and they don't want to ask these questions. But the thing that this film has done for you, it's asked the questions so that you don't have to feel like you have to be the one you know, it's it's done for you, and we need to be uh, aware of how this works, and that um, we are passing on to our children this horrible debt and the same horrible system, and it will only get worse. That's why we, time is of the essence. If the people in control nail down the last few nails, that coffin will be sealed and buried, and we can't come back from that. If certain resources are taken over and destroyed. There's no coming back from that, and that is the frightening thing. So you know, we we have time, but we have to get together as people and and get in um, with our communities and understand what to do. How do we move forward? An American Empire, an act of collective madness. Uh, that's that's a good place to start. Watch the film, and uh, a very important film with a, a, a very important message, perhaps the most important message, uh, as we uh, sit here at the crossroads in uh, in our collective uh, history. Uh, and and one day I suspect, you know, people will look back on this film, uh, an American Empire, the same way they look back at uh, the importance of uh, J. Edward Griffin's. A Creature from Jekyll Island, and John Perkins' Confessions of an Economic Hitman. So uh, congratulations uh, on, a, on a job well done, Patria. I appreciate it. Thank you. And may we succeed. And once again, the film is American Empire, an act of collective madness, and I hope to catch a screening while I'm here in uh, Los Angeles. So look for it. I think it's an important uh, film, and I think it's important that you see it. In the meantime, why don't you send me a hello on twitter.com slash Richard Serrett and, of course, your portal to The Conspiracy Show, the website, richardserrett.com.